This is a teaching message from Church of the Living Water of Austin. Amen. Again, Genesis chapter 1. And we're going to just read one passage of scripture for now. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27. And the scripture reads, So God, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him male and female. Created he them. And this was our foundational text when I taught um, the lesson a few months ago on family being the reflection of the image of God. And we then talked about uh, how that is in relation to God's character and his, in his character and in his structure. And so this is a, a little bit of the spin off of that. Um, so we see here that God created man. It says that God created man. And here the creation of man, it was the species of man. So the species of man, also known as mankind or human beings. So God created human beings or mankind in two types. He created two types. That's it. Two genders, male and female. That's what he created. So... Where does agender, transgender, bigender, genderqueer, where do those fit in? And as a matter of fact, those are just some of the ones that we are familiar with. In my study of this, I have found, I found that there are 58 gender types. 58 gender types. These are gender types that people have identified with. They've identified with these. But where do, so where do all of those gender types fit in? Where do they fit in? It's found in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female. That's the answer. So where do the other gender types fit in? Do we see those in here? It says God created he him. Male and female created he them. Pure and simple. The truth of the word of God for the people of God. Amen. So gender identity can be found in pure facts and in truth. Gender identity can be found in pure facts and in the truth of the word of God. So we see it here in the truth of the word, gender types, male and female. But it's also factual. Just by body parts, you have male and you have female. There's nothing in between. Nothing outside of that. Male and female. Those are the only two gender types that are, were created. That's it. So then we have the people who 
are identifying with other gender types. And, and if you don't know, just, just a little bit, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. But agender means I do not identify with either male or female. Although my body parts say, specify that I'm one of those. Although the word of God specifies that you're one of those, they don't identify with any, with either one. Okay? And so all of those others, uh, um, queer, gender queer, bi gender, all of those are saying, either I don't, unident- I don't identify with either male or female, but I'm identifying with something else. And all of that, all of that, is it boils down to the the concept or the the thought pattern of worshiping the creation versus worshiping the creator. That's that's worshiping the creation. In creation, basically they're saying that creation, man, creation, humankind, is far above even, even, what the Creator has established it to be. So we, then we can choose what it is that we're going to be. We can choose that. When a Creator, when an author, when an inventor, when they write something, when they create something, when they invent something, they have an intent and they have a purpose behind whatever it is that they've written, that they've created, that they've invented. Every one of us has. And we get upset. We get patent we, for inventions. We get patents, and we get all of that. Number one, why? So the people won't duplicate, and you won't be able to change anything that I've done. And that's that's people. That's what we do. We get upset when people try to change things about what we do. We get upset about it. But yet, these same people, they don't get upset because they change or they, they think that they can, it's okay to change what God has already established. It's okay to change what society has already established. It's okay to change what your body has already established. Just by nature. It's okay to change nature. And, and when you think about that, that is the reason and that's the cause for a lot of issues, a lot of issues. And it, 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 it's, it didn't even start with the gender piece. Just changing nature, just changing how the way, the way things happen, the way, just changing all of that. Just not, again, not just from gender. It's just, it goes beyond, it goes, it, it started someplace else. Now we see it prevalent in gender. But it's been going on for years. So, just as the creator, a creator, an author, an inventor creates rights and they have an intent behind and a purpose behind what they've done, so it is with God. Therefore, God intended, God intended for females, for females to be daughters, women, wives, and mothers. That's his intent. As that female gender that is the intent for that female gender to be daughter, to be a daughter, to be a woman, to be a wife, to be a mother. If she so chooses to be a wife and a mother. Being a daughter is not an option. Being a woman is not an option. It's not optional. Now you can choose 
to be a wife or a mother. You can choose those, but you cannot choose being a daughter and being a woman. You can't choose that. It's already been chosen for you. And God, despite, despite what people say, despite, again, they say things of this sort, of this nature, what I'm about to say. They say it to appease their flesh and to appease what they're doing, to make it seem like what they're doing is okay. But God does not make mistakes. He does not make mistakes. Purely what, when they say that, again, they are trying to undermine, they're trying to undermine the authority of God. They're trying to undermine the authority of God. And that in itself is not okay. They're trying to worship the creation Versus worshiping the creator. Worshiping the creation versus worshiping the creator. And in your bodies, things happen. And I remember one time, Pastor Hill, our, our, our founding pastor, he said, and it was just so profound, it was just like, it's like simple, you didn't even, you didn't even think about it. He says, if you close your eyes, if you close your eyes, You're a man. You close your eyes and someone runs their hands under your back. There will be a reaction. Now, you don't know if it's male or female. You will be surprised to open your eyes and see that it was a male. Because your body doesn't know the difference. Your body doesn't know the difference. But for you to open your eyes, to see that it's someone of the same sex, then you're like, oh my goodness, oh no, no I didn't, no I didn't have those feelings, no I didn't. Yes, you did. Because your body doesn't know the difference. So when people are saying that, you know, it's, 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 it's these feelings that I'm having, this, this, that, and that, and, the, and that, and the other, those are mind things that you can control. You can you have to fight against that. You got to fight against it, and that's why. And that's why a lot of times when, when they, they call it turned out, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat nothing because we've all heard when they say, you know, they turn out a woman. It's primarily because she's been in a situation where she's been drugged, or she's drunk, or she's been, you know, alcohol, and all of these things where she's not in the proper mindset. And then people, these women, start doing things to her body. Her body reacts. She comes to and she, you know, she gets all the alcohols wearing down, all the drugs are wearing down, all of these things. But then she, but she knows and she knows, she remembers what happened. And now she starts to feel like, oh, well, they know exactly what it is that I need. It's all all a part of the mind. It's all a part of the mind. You have to fight very hard. And that's why, that's why they're confused. There's a lot of confusion. It's a lot of confusion. When they're back and, they're, they're back and forth and they have, they have um, 
there's, there's conviction behind it. So, and a lot of times they push through. Then they push through conviction. It, it starts out with conviction. If you've been taught anything, it starts out with conviction. It starts with conviction. I'm having these feelings. I'm doing, um, you know, I'm, I'm, this is going on. It's, this is going on in me. And, and, and it's a battle. It's a battle on the inside. And that battle on the inside is because you're going against what God has already created you to be. That's where the battle is. That's where the battle is. God has created you to be something, and the society is saying that it, but it's okay. It's okay to be a, it's okay to say that although I was born a woman, I don't have to be with a man. It's, society tells us that. It's okay. So now it's become acceptable, more acceptable. Because I'm not going to say that, 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 that uh, these types of things with the confusion and sexuality and all, I'm not going to say that it wasn't done in my time, because I'm sure that it was. I'm, I, I'm certain that it was. I know that it was. But it's not as prevalent as it is now, because now it's been, just become more of a norm, more acceptable and more of a norm. Now I can see commercials. I see commercials that have gay and lesbian relationships in a commercial. A commercial about nothing. About a car. About whatever. About cleaning a house. About maid services. I don't know. Whatever. But, 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 but now they have infused. They're purposing. Purposing to infuse. All of that in everything that we see. It's a purpose behind it. To infuse it. They're trying to change the mindsets of people. (laughs) They're trying to change the mindsets of people. And people also being believers. Because you are people too. They're trying to change your mindset. They're trying to say that it's acceptable when it is not. It's acceptable because that's what they identify with. When identity is only found, identity is only found in your natural body parts and what God has already established. And that's it. That's it. That's all. That's it. And that's all. One meaning of purpose, as a noun, it means function, role, or use. So God has a function, he has a role, he has a use for the female, who is the daughter, who develops into a woman, who becomes a wife, and then becomes a mother, which he has already predetermined and established, and he's already predetermined and established the order. He's already predetermined and established the role, the function, and he's already predetermined the order. Because God is a God of order. He does not set anything out there and say, okay, I want you to be a, 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 a woman, a wife, and a mother, a daughter, a woman, wife, and mother, and then he just leaves it up to you however you get it done. No. He has a predetermined order. He's established a predetermined way by which 
all of those, each one of those roles are to take place and when to take place. Already predetermined. It's already been established. Our lives are made up of roles. And we all function in more than one role. Our lives are made up of roles. And we all function in more than one role. When you're at work, you're functioning as an employee. When you're at home, you're functioning as a wife. If you have children, you're functioning as a wife and a mother. So we all have different roles responsibilities that pertain and that go along with those roles and we operate and we function in them daily. Genesis chapter 2. Let's look at verse 18. Genesis 2 and 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. God said, and the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. So God said that it was not good that the man should be alone, but he proclaimed here that he would make man a help meet. So here lies the purpose and the role of the woman. I will make him and help meet for him. There lies the role. There lies the role of woman. The purpose and the role to be a help meet. First Corinthians chapter eleven. Let's go then. First Corinthians chapter eleven. So, he says, I will make him, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, he says, I will make him and help me. So, when he created, when he made, when he made Eve, he made her with the capacity. Okay, listen to this. He made her with the capacity to be a help me. Because he said it. I'm going to create, I'm going to make a help me that is suitable. So she had the capacity. He, God made her with the capacity to be a help me. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Look at verse 3. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ. And the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. So here we see in Genesis chapter 2. And go back. To, to, but I have you know. Every man is Christ. And the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. Go back to Genesis chapter 2. And let's look at verse 20. So keep that thought in mind. And let's look in Genesis 2 and 20. And the scripture reads, And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. 
but Adam, but for Adam there was not found and help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs, and he closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman, and brought her unto so, in Genesis chapter 2 here, we see that there was no help meet suitable that was found. So God says, it is not good that man be alone, so I will make him an help meet that is suitable for him. And then here we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he talks about the position. So he talked about gender up front in Genesis, gender. Not, there was not a help me suitable for him. So when he made, and we know, we know that when he created, the, uh, established the, the animals, he created also male and female. Why? So that they could be able, so they could be able to reproduce after their own kind. So we see there that gender was established in chapter 2, and also the role was, was established in, in Genesis. But here we see the position. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of the woman is the man, and the head of Christ is God. So we see here that these are pre-described orders. A pre-described order for gender, a a pre-decided order for a position that reflects God's order for replenishing the earth. And for purpose sake. To get what he desires, his will, to get his will accomplished in the earth. He has already established those things. And so we as people cannot change what God has already established. Understanding that we are the creation. That we are not the creators. He alone is the creator. So he's already predetermined. It's already said it. So I said that God, when he made woman, and that's, I, I really like that. Um, and you really got to look at words. That Adam was created. He formed him. A formation is something from nothing. You form it. It's something from nothing. You mold it. You form it. It's something from nothing. But the woman he made, that means he built her. <laughs> he built her. Took a rib that was already established. Took a rib and then he built the woman. I like that. So he formed Adam from the ground. And from him he took something And he built something else. And in that building, he built the capacity. He he built in that woman the capacity to be a helpmeet from that man from which that rib he took. An extension. (laughs) An extension. And so that tells us that The man cannot get whatever it is that God desires for him to do. He cannot get it done on his own. He needs that other rib. He needs that other rib. 
Not saying that he's not complete and whole without it. But he needs that rib because it came from him. So that's telling us that the two have to be. The two have to be one. So the capacity, so he gave the man the thing to do. He put in the woman the thing to help get the thing done. He gave the man the thing to do, and we'll see it here. He gave the man the thing to do in Genesis. And then he placed the woman, he put in the woman the thing to help him get what he needs to get done, to help him get it done. So, the capacity is already there. Your daughters, the capacity is already there. In the woman, the capacity is already there. But it's a matter of, now, the ability. Capacity and ability are two different things. You have the capacity. That means I, I have, the, the, I have the, um, the space. I'm, I'm able to get it done. I'm able to get it done. But I need the equipping in order to get it done. I need the equipping in order to get it done. So although she had been made with the capacity to assist, to aid and help me, that simply means someone who is suited, someone who is able, suited, who is suited and able, suited with the capacity to assist to aid, to help, and support. And so we know, just again, by nature, that a woman is in the, is the, the woman has the capacity, a daughter has the capacity to aid a man in, a, uh, to aid a man, a woman has the capacity to aid a man in bringing forth children. The capacity she has the capacity. She was built with that capacity. With that womb, she was built with that capacity to aid a man in bringing forth children and in, in, in bringing forth the will and the purpose of God. So in Genesis, going back to Genesis, God said, Again, in Genesis 1 and 18. And the Lord God said, it's not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Let's look at verse 23. And Adam said, this is now, once the, once the Lord God brought this woman to him that he made. He said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife. And they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. So here we see even the progression. Now, Eve did not have the privilege of having a father and a mother because she was made. So she didn't have the privilege of having a father and a mother, a natural father and a mother. But we're going to see in a minute how God took care of that. But what I want you to see here is that when he brought this woman to this man, they became one flesh. 
she became his wife. She was a woman. She was a wife. And later she became a mother. God's pre-described order. A woman, a wife, and then a mother. But before she became a mother, let's look at chapter 3. Chapter 3, starting with verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Now, she added some things here, but what we can gather from this, she said we, is that she was taught some things about the standard of God. She was taught here about some stand, the standard of God. So these are things that she was already taught. She already knew when the serpent came to her, she already knew those things. Let's look at, go back to uh, chapter 2. Let's look at verse Fifteen, And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden. Took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayst freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. So we see that when he gave him that commandment, God had not already made, he had not already made that woman. So he had given those instructions to Adam. And then he formed, then, uh, not formed, then he made Eve. And so between that verse and verse um, 1, we see that there had to be some teaching going on. There had to be some instruction in righteousness. There had to be some instruction. There had to be some guidance. There had to be some teaching. There had to be some, some fellowship based on the Word of God, around the Word of God. He had to show her. He had to teach her some things. And so this is how God got around the natural parent piece for Eve is that his her husband then became her instructor. So then in essence she became his daughter for instruction purposes. Why? And so what does that tell us? That tells us that as men, and no we we're not we're not gonna be on the men, but we've heard we heard a whole lot of teaching about on the men. We know that the men are the ones in your homes, that you should be the ones teaching and guiding. You have some assistance because in that woman was placed help for you. But it is your it is your job, it is your responsibility to do the teaching as the man of your house. So we see that Adam started off good. He started off good. He was instructing her. In the standards of God. He was instructing her in those standards. 
But what he failed to do was to keep it up. Chapter 3, let's look at verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So not only, not only did he start off right. So he started off right. He started off instructing. He started off by teaching. And we know that based on verse 2 of chapter 3. And he taught her, and, and look, this is, this, and this is what I can imagine. Because what does she say here? She said, the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat. We. We may eat. So I can imagine. Now remember, God, it was God that spoke. It was God that spoke to Adam. He said, of all the fruit, of all the trees you can eat, you can eat freely, you can eat. He says, you, you can eat, you can eat, you can eat, eat freely. But here she says, we. So that man had to say, he said, look, as for me and my house, this is what we're going to do. Based on what God has already told us. God said, this is what we should do. So he started off good. And she had the concept of we. This is what we are going to do. She had that concept. But then we see in verse 6, the woman saw the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of that fruit. She did eat. So then she came from up under authority, and then she gave also to her husband with her, with her, and he did eat. So he was right there with her. Although he started off good with the instruction, he did not complete what he was supposed to complete. He did not continue in what he was called to continue to do. He didn't continue. And so we start off good. We start off good. We're doing, you know, we're doing the right things. We're doing, you know, we're, we're, and then we slack off. We slack off. We get complacent. Things start happening and then we start compromising. Then we stop caring. That's the thing. We stop caring. And we get tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. So she was there. He was there with her when this enemy, when the enemy came. He was there with her. And then I can imagine all the sweet talk. But it's good. But it looks good. But it's, and he's listening to all of that. And he was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. Just, I'm not going to fight no more. I don't even know if he did fight. He probably didn't even fight. I'm just tired of hearing them out about how good it is, about how sweet it looks, about how I'm just tired of hearing them out. So we're just going to let her do what she just wants to do. Outside of the standard of God. And so we know what destruction it brought to the home. And this is not my part, so I'm, we're going to touch on, we're going we're gonna to hit this and we're going to run. But the woman's responsibility, the woman's responsibility 
based on 1 Corinthians chapter 11 is for her to submit herself under the authority and the instruction of her husband. In a home, the father should be teaching his daughter how to be a woman. That's woman's work. I can't teach no a girl how to be a woman. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Why? Because you know the scripture. You know what a woman should be. You know how a woman should operate and function. She's your daughter. First comes with instruction. You know that she should be submitting to your authority. You know that. If you know nothing else, you know she should be submitting to your authority. And what does that mean? That means that you cannot allow her, what they call it, to be wrapped around your finger. That she has you wrapped around her finger. And I know daddies, girls are daddies, babies. Boys are mothers, babies. It's usually how it works. And they can still be your baby without you allowing them to have you wrapped around her finger. What does that mean? Anything she wants, I just give in to it. I'm not going to, you know, I might say, I might, I might say no. I might say no the first time. But all she has to do is be like Eve and just come back. But I won't. But, I, but daddy, but daddy. You know they can say that good. Daddy. And then you give in. Those cute little eyes, that cute little smile. That's my baby girl, but that's my baby girl. You don't want to spoil her like that. Because you're teaching her then that it's okay. It's okay until you get real mad. But it's okay to go outside of a throne. It's okay to keep coming back to me when I've already told you no. It's okay to keep coming back. If I just, I just whammed, I'm going to wham down. Like, <laughs> like, like uh, what's the Urkel? I'm going to wham down. I'm going to wham down. And that's what they think. That's their mentality. I'm, going, I'm just going to wham down. I'm going to keep going back. I'm just going to wham down. Eventually, he's going to say yes. I already know. That's the pattern. I get a no, no, yes. They know the pattern already. And that's why it's important that men see every role is every role in the family. Every role in the family is important. And every role in the family has to be fulfilled in order for the function and the role of the family to take place. Every role is crucial in the family structure. Each and every role is crucial. They have their responsibilities. They have their part. And it's the fulfilling of those roles, each role individually, it's the fulfilling of those roles that make for the success of the entire. So when you have a person functioning, supposedly functioning in a role that's not fulfilling the responsibilities of that role, then it causes issues for everybody else. 
It causes issues for everybody else. So now, this father, who's supposed to be functioning as father in the house, and he's being lenient with that daughter, maybe being, being harder, on that, on that, uh, uh, harder on the son and more lenient on the girl. And she's getting her way. But that boy, I, you know, you, you better not ask me. When I say no, you better not come to me again. I'm going to punch you in the throat so hard. Don't you, don't you dare. When I say no, I mean no. But the girl, she gets a no-no yes. So now, with that mindset, she has, she has a different mindset. So now, he has to obey. The, my brother has to obey, but not me. And then that spills over into every. And then that, call, then that causes problems for that mother. Because now, oh, she gets away with her. I get away with my daddy. Then I'm going to get away. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to give my mom an attitude because it don't even matter. I give her an attitude. She can say no all she wants because I just go to my daddy. So now that father has caused issues. Not just for him. He's caused issues for the daughter. He's caused issues for the mother. He's caused issues for the son. Because now the son sees, oh, there's a difference here. Every role is crucial. And every role has to stay in their role with their responsibility, fulfilling their responsibility for the success of the whole. Set positions. The set position, it reflects God's prescribed order for functionality and for responsibility. The head has the function and the responsibility of providing for those he heads up. And those being provided for have the function of being a worker together with the one providing and the responsibility of yielding to the headship or the authority of the one in position of head, as head. And that is, in my last teaching, I, I said that those are, we're, we're talking about the reflection of God in the image, the character, and the structure of God. And that is the structure of God. So think about, look, look at Ephesians. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5. And verse 23, it reads, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. So we see here that the family is, it has been pre-described the order, the responsibilities and how that is established in the home. How that is, how it relates and how it correlates to Christ as the head of the church. So, Christ the head of the church and his bride, which is the church, his bride, is as the man is the head and his wife. So Christ and the church as his bride, as his help, right? Because we are supposed to be workers together with him. We are his help. We are the extension of his hands. So as, as Christ and the church is, so it is with the man and his wife. That's the way that it's set up. 
and the responsibility uh, responsibility of Christ and the church as his help just as the man and his help the woman as his help they are responsible both of those entities they are responsible for producing and cultivating offspring other members of the bride of Christ and other members of the household who are subject to God and his standards in both entities Christ being the head with the help of the church the members of the church it is their responsibility then to produce produce and cultivate offspring others who will be the bride of Christ others who will be members of the bride of Christ and so it is for the woman the man and his wife Offspring, producing and cultivating offspring who are also members of the bride of Christ, the church. So as the church is suitable, we talked about help, help me, right? As, Christ, as the church is suitable, equipped to assist Christ in the purpose of God, the wife is suitable to assist the man in the purpose of God. That is, that is the correlation. That's how it relates. And so just the way we see Christ, and that's why it's important to see and to understand and to know how Christ functions. The, the better you get a picture, the better you get an understanding of how Christ and the church functions. And you do and you purpose to do what it has already been established on how that works. Then you will be better in your home. It will be better for you when you get a clear understanding of how Christ and the church functions, a clear understanding, and you obey, and you follow that, you will have a better, a better understanding and a better means to be able to get what you need to get done in your home. Stand to your feet. This has been a teaching message from Church of the Living Water at Austin. For more information about our ministry, please go to our website at livingwateraustin.net.